Thanks for joining the One Cause Church podcast, Building a Better Life. For more information about our church, service times, and resources, please check us out on the web at www.onecausechurch.com. You can also search One Cause Church on Facebook and on Twitter. God bless you. Uh, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, and Jeremy Parms here. We're going to have him come up and greet you in just a second. Hallelujah. Call Cornelius, a centurion who was called uh, the, of what was called the Italian regiment. Let's continue. A devout man. I want us to sit here on verse 2 for just a moment. He's a devout man. Everybody say a devout man. Devout. One who feared God, feared God with all his household, all his household. who gave alms, gave alms generously to the people. Yeah, you're a good class today. And prayed to God always. To God. Now, I'm, gonna have to, I'm just going to have to admit something right now. This guy is living a good life. Right? If you look at Cornelius' life, you go, hey, you need to be like Cornelius. If anybody's an example, look at this guy. He's devout. Means he's dedicated. He's faithful. He's consistent. He fears God with all his household. All of his house. That means he's training his kids up right. He gives alms generously to the people. Alms were an offering to the poor. This guy's got a heart for the down and out. And he prays to God always. This is all wonderful. It's great. It's one little problem. He's not saved. One little problem. He's not saved. Mm-hmm. But he's about to be. Verse 3. About the ninth hour of the day, three o'clock in the afternoon, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers... And your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Hey, you're getting God's attention by all this good stuff you're doing. But that ain't everything. Continue. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon of Tanner, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. What else has Cornelius got to do? What else? This guy's doing everything right. What else has this guy got to do? you kidding me? Aren't you seeing everything he's doing? I mean, Lord, in the, at the end of his life, maybe he slips once in a while and cusses. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe he, he's got a gambling habit. You know, nobody knows. But he's got all these other things working for him. I mean, in the end, won't the good outweigh the bad? How could a good or loving God send anybody to hell? I mean, this guy's good. I mean, he's, he, what's up with this guy? Okay, let's continue. I, this stuff I hear all the time. Good things. It's okay as long as you're basically, as long as you're good and you're sincere about it. Thank you, Miss Oprah, for teaching us that. As long as you're good and you're sincere about it. But the problem is you can be sincerely wrong in being sincere. Now, verse 39 of Acts chapter 10. What happened was, so Peter... <laughs> Peter ends up at his house, all right? 
They, he sends men to Joppa. Now, in, in four days, four days later, Peter's standing in his house. And Cornelius has all of his family and friends there. It took four days from the time the angel told him for this to happen till Peter being there. Four, everybody say four days. Four days. It's important that we understand four days. Now, how, how important is it to God that men get saved? Well, I mean, he gave his son. He showed how important it was, right? He gave us his son. Four days. He's willing to wait for, well, God, what if Cornelius dies before that four days is up? How come, how come the angel couldn't just tell, Peter, tell Cornelius what to do? How come the angel just couldn't say, hey, here's the deal. Christ died for your sins. He was buried. He rose again the third day. Whoever believes on him will be saved, will receive remission of sin. How come the angel couldn't just do that? I mean, why, God, would you have to go through all that trouble to go find a guy a day's journey down the road and get him here to tell why, 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 why is that important? Hmm? Because here's the truth. Angels cannot preach a gospel that they cannot experience. The gospel is for men who have been redeemed. The gospel is the message of the redeemed. Angels haven't been redeemed. Angels, <laughs> woo, angels are there in heaven with God. Around the throne, they, have a, they serve a whole different purpose. We're the ones that are made in his image, made like him, who were stolen from him, and then he came and bought us back. And so now we have this message to give to other men that they've been bought back. All right? So God goes through this trouble to make sure that Peter gets there. Peter gets there, and he says, And we are witnesses of all the things which he did, talking about Jesus, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. God raised up on the third day and showed him openly. What did he just tell these guys? The gospel. Jesus died on that cross, but God raised him up, right? Continue. Not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. 42. <clears throat> okay, I'll repeat it. Not to all the people, but oh, no. And he, and he commanded us to preach to the people. Let's give our media team a big hand. Love you guys. And he commanded to us, us to preach to the people and to testify that he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. This is so good. To him, all the prophets witness, is what we were talking about, that foretelling of that day. He's coming, he's coming. All the prophets witness that through his name, whoever. Let me have the show of hands if you are a Whoever. Whoever, whoever, everybody say whoever, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. And ladies and gentlemen, this was the awakening moment. In 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, which words? Whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. They woke up. They woke up. They woke up. And then later in the next chapter, Peter has to go face his Jewish buddies and explain why he was in this Gentile bacon-eating house. All right? He has to explain to these guys why, why he's in this heathen's house because he had never experienced this before. Peter didn't hang around people like us. He said people like us were unclean. I mean, he was around Jesus. He heard Jesus call one of us a dog, right? Yeah. We're just on the outside. 
And here he is by unction of the Spirit to be there in this man's house. And so now he's got to go tell his buddies, this was all God's doing, not mine. Right? Look at, look at 11, verse, let's go to 12 right quick. Are you with me so far? Stick with me, all right? Then the Spirit told me to go with them. He's telling them the story, doubting nothing. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen an angel standing in his house and said to him, Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter. This is important right here. Who will tell you, verse 14, who will tell you, everybody say the next word loudly. Words. Words. By which you and all your household will be saved. Words are going to save them? He's going to tell you words. And by those words, you and all your house will be saved. Now, how important is it for us to open up our mouths and declare this gospel? Bought into a lie, thinking that something else was more important than declaring. 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 These words save men. You don't save men. Words of the gospel save men. And we get caught up in all this churchiness. And we think we've got it down, right? Well, you got to... I need, we, we've got the sinner's prayer, right? We've got to say this prayer because we, we feel like we've got to make sure it happens. We just step right into God's shoes at that moment and act like we're responsible for him getting saved when all we're responsible for is telling him. It's God's business to do the saving. It's the gospel that has the power to save. Man, doesn't that take the pressure off you a little bit? Hmm? Right? We just... Three-ring circus everything. <laughs> Rather than just let the Bible be what it is. Let the gospel be what it is. The power of God unto salvation. To everyone who believes. That's all we need. That's all men need to have an awakening in their lives. Not experiences. The gospel. And through that gospel, you'll live experiences. You'll have experiences in life. Are you hearing me? We, under, we have to understand this. And I was talking to the, the first service, I mean, I mean uh, Wednesday night service. We started in the book of Galatians um, on Wednesday night. And man, what a great start we had. And we're just walking through verse by verse the book of Galatians. I want to invite you to come. If you like steak, you'll like this, this uh, series that we're in on Wednesday nights. It's great. We really get right into it. But... <clears throat> I was talking to them about false gospels that are out there all the time. See, the reason the angel couldn't do that, later on in Galatians, Paul says this, if we, he said, I marvel that you're turning away from this gospel. If we or an angel from heaven come and tell you something other than what you've already heard, let him be accursed. You know what the word, let, you know what that means, let him be accursed? Let him go to hell. That's how important it is to get the gospel right. That's how important it is to preach it right. Because according to the Apostle Paul, if you preach something else, you should go to hell. Not the sinner, you, who are preaching the wrong gospel. Amen. Okay. So what, what's, what's, then what's the real gospel? Well, 
Man, I tell you, we've heard it so many ways. We've heard the gospel so many ways. Matter of fact, there's a cult out there that say their whole, their, whole, their whole religion is based upon a man named Joseph Smith who had an experience with an angel coming and preaching another gospel to him. Founded on false doctrine. They just openly admit it. Yeah, an angel came and preached. Ah! We should scream. No, that's false. But they're building churches. People are like, oh, yeah. Right? Because they make it sound so fair. Oh, it's all about family. It's all about family. Hey, hey, that's what that, a lot of our churches have come that. We've bought that too. All about family. So make sure everybody's, oh, it's just, oh, we're all just a tight knit family. Hey, hey, it's all about Jesus. Let's remember what we're really here about. Hey, if you get about him, your family will be fine. All right? You center your life around Christ, your family's gonna be just fine. All right? I'm not about your family. I love your family, but I'm about him. And if we'll exalt him, then your family's going to be all right. Yeah, that's right. The gospel. Amen. 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 Okay. So there's all this false stuff trying to attach things to the gospel. Like, well, if you preach the gospel, if you have the gospel, well, you can't just believe. Believing isn't everything. I hear people say, I go, believe is not everything. What are you talking about? The Bible says it is. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works. Of anyone. You got, no, you got to repent and believe. I have to repent and believe? Tell me what repentance means. It means to confess your sins. Once again, you haven't been reading the Bible. The Bible says repentance is the Greek word metanoia. It means change your mind. Change your mind. Change the way you think. But what good is it going to do a sinner to change his mind? What good did it do Cornelius to be doing all these right things and still have to hear the gospel too? Hmm? What good does it do? You've heard me say this before. It's like you standing on an ocean bank, looking out over this vast ocean and seeing a man drowning out there and saying, you got to turn. You got to turn, man. You got to confess you're drowning. He ain't helping this guy one bit. What does he need? He needs you to save his life. You got that big cylinder in your hand, that big floaty donut thing? And you hurl it out there. Christ died for your sins. He was buried. He rose again the third day. Whoever believes on him, grab a hold of that thing and be saved, man. All right? And then once you do that, praise God, live a life of repentance. But repentance ain't going to do you any good until you believe. That's right. Hallelujah. Don't let that false doctrine, you got to confess your sins. Man, I'm telling you, if we had to confess our sins, we would never get out of this church building. I know some of you. <laughs> Not you, honey. Oh, what does the sinner confess? What does the Bible tell him to confess? If you will believe in your heart, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. It's like that sinner on that cross. Lord, remember me. Jesus said, good enough for me. Let's go. Today you're going to be with me. Thank God he didn't have to confess all his wrongdoing. He didn't have much time left. Right? Thank God. Praise God. 
this awakening. We've got to, now, there's this awakening that takes place whenever you become a child of God. But then there's also another awakening, I'm almost done. Also another awakening that takes place that you are responsible for. Turn to Romans 13, Steve back there on that computer. And do this, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now, everybody say now. Now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Now it is. What salvation is it talking about? Man, it's talking about the day when we, f- when we receive the full impact of salvation. Spirit, soul, and body. How many of you are happy that this body ain't it forever? Amen. Thank God you're going to get a brand new body. Think about all that. You're not going to deal with those aches and pains and those allergies and whatever other stuff that you, you have been overcoming. I'm not, I don't talk to people that are just dealing with sickness. I'm, I'm pastoring an overcoming church. Amen. Amen. Amen? We don't just cope with this stuff. We overcome it. Amen. Huh? Yeah. Amen. But someday, never going to have to mess with it again. Amen. You're not going to go to that med- medicine cabinet one day up in heaven. Thank God. Thank God. It's over. Free. You were saved. Can I give you a little bit of theology right quick? You were saved. Spirit. You know that you are a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. You were saved in your spirit. That, you've already been perfected in Christ. Woo! Yeah. The Bible says, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. First yeah, right. Corinthians 6, 17. Who's one spirit with him. But now you are being saved too. There's a salvation going on right now called soul salvation, where you renew your mind to the word of God. This is a daily thing. This is, this is what repentance is, just a constantly changing your mind. Constantly changing. That changing your mind to the truth of the word of God. Yeah. Right? So you're being saved. And then this body is going to have a salvation that's over here. will be saved. You were saved. Justification. You're being saved. Sanctification. You will be saved. Glorification. Yeah. These are big words, but all that means is you were saved, you are being saved, and you will be saved. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But I have something to share with you on the fourth Sunday of this month in this series. That'll finish it. I'm so excited about it. I really wanted to preach it first, but I'm going to say the best for last. I mean, I'm telling you, I came across this in the scriptures. I was like, ah! all right, I'll save it for fourth Sunday. So uh, that means you have to come every Sunday leading up to that. Because you got to hear all of these. Otherwise, that won't make very much sense. Who's with me? <laughs> Praise God. I want our, uh, who are you? Jonna, come up here for a moment. And I want our ushers to make ready with communion. We're going to take this time and receive the Lord's Supper together. Now, the beautiful thing about communion, the Lord's Supper, I love this, is that we don't require you to be a member of One Cause Church and go through a 12-week membership and, you know, jump through a bunch of hoops. There's just one requirement for partaking of communion that is to be a child of God this is a family event that takes place that is the family of God and I want if you would just a moment every head bowed and every eye closed if you're here today and you say that that you you heard this message today this gospel that will bring an awakening awakening to your life it will bring everlasting life to you if you're here today and you say Pastor Eric I believe that today today I am choosing to be saved today I'm choosing new life in Christ are you here today just raise your hand. I just, wanted you to acknowledge, I just want to acknowledge it. That's it. Yep. Anybody else here say, I'm just choosing new life today. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving souls today, saving men's lives by your gospel. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Because I want everybody to partake of this supper today. Hallelujah. Go ahead, guys. Sing that, Jonna. First Corinthians chapter 11. Paul the Apostle says, For I received of the Lord that which I also delivered to you. What I love about what he says there is that he says, I received it from the Lord. Now, Paul knew Peter, James, and John, but he didn't receive this story from them. They were there. They were there at that communion table that night. The Lord Jesus was betrayed. But Paul didn't learn it from them. He learned this by revelation from Jesus Christ. And what I love, the way, I love the way it's worded. Jesus wanted him to understand so that, and ultimately all of us understand. He says that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. That is such an expression of love. I think Romans 5, 8 says it like this, but God demonstrated his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He was being betrayed that night and yet he was making covenant.
This is the faithful God and loving God and gracious God that we adore and serve and love. And today, His grace abounds. It continues to abound and it always will. As a matter of fact, Ephesians says in the ages to come, He's just going to keep unfolding the riches of His grace to us. We'll never, ever, ever get over what God did for us. We'll always stand in awe of that amazing grace. When you look at this world, you see all the trouble that's out there. There is a lot of trouble in the world. There's a lot of sin, but I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. Because when I see that, I'm encouraged about something greater. A scripture that says, where sin abounded, grace much more abounded. This generation today does not have any more uh, uh, temptations than what we had. They're just different. They're just different. But just in case, I mean, you can get things quicker than you used to could, right? So maybe, maybe in some way, it's easier access to things, which means it's easier access to grace. Because if sin's that much more prevalent, then grace is that much more prevalent. That means that's more opportunities to make the right decisions because of this grace that's come to us that is exponential. Hallelujah. He said, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And today, as you receive this, understand what the body did for you. When his body was broken, his body was broken so your body could be whole. So receive healing in this today. Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. And also, after they had had dinner, he took the cup. He said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. The new covenant. A better covenant established on better promises. The blood of bulls and goats could only do one thing, cover. But my blood has taken it away. My blood washed all your sins away. And so, Let's raise a glass to our Savior who took away all of our sins. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Once again, thanks for joining the One Cause Church podcast, Building a Better Life. We invite you to check us out on the web at www.onecausechurch.com for upcoming events and information about us. God bless you.